Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things, which uh, you haven't seen us for a long time, but we're hoping uh, to start this up again over Lent and maybe hopefully keep it going after that. We're changing days and we're going to try to do it on Friday nights now. I am uh, the Ambassador of Common Sense, Eric, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense, and uh, it has been a while. It's, it's, I was just looking at our dates and... I've used two different computers, but the the last date I have on this computer is uh, June twenty second last year. So it's been what almost actually almost I thought nine it months. was a little bit longer. Yeah, I thought it was a year oh, or more than a year. Yeah, but okay. but you know what's cool is the earliest date that I have on this computer is July what something or other twenty eighteen. Which means that that okay. we actually uh, we haven't been absolutely consistent. But we've done a, right. a almost we've done a full year, almost of you know fairly good consistency right. getting them out. So we can do it. We can do it. And the thing is, I'm thinking, okay, in this show we're going to go through our older podcasts and uh, hopefully think up things. Because as soon as I publish a pod- podcast, I have to listen to it the next day to make sure there's no glitches in it. <laughs> and then I think, man, why did I say that? Or why didn't I say this or that? So we were going to go through this first, uh, this first podcast of the season where we were going to go through our old shows and just kind of talk about some of the things we may have missed, uh, back when, back way back when. Do you have the website up on your, computer dan i do not i can put it up real quick hold on just a sec yeah if you uh which one apac.org or APAC, what is it apac.us it's the same thing click on the one on the button that says list all podcasts yep i got it okay and then go down to the bottom okay. and click on number four or the end yeah, or whatever oh, right so that'll bring you to the last one and we could just we can kind of scroll up and and go back. Oh yeah, page okay. by page. Kinda, kinda while we're watching, look, just so we're on the same page. Makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, I I had started saying that I was, uh, trying to go through these right before uh, we started recording, and realized that our website is messed up. And I, I think people can still hear the podcast; they just can't see anything on the website. So if they're doing like Apple podcasts. They can still see it. Yeah. Well, that's but good. But they can't. At least there's that. Yeah. But I'll have to fix that before we uh, before we do anything else. You know, I was going to lead into this. Uh, kind of funny. I was um, just thinking about. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of him. There's a comedian uh, that uh, he he did some stuff back when I was in college. Uh, his name is Emo Phillips. Yeah. I've never heard of him. He had this this little stint. Uh, he was talking about being pulled over um, for drunk driving, and he was, you know, he was given the, you know, the cop told him to walk a straight line, and he was saying, you know, those situations where after you get out of the situation, you think back and you know the perfect thing that you should have said, and that you wish you had said. Now. Yeah. When the cop asked me, do you call that a straight line? 
what I should have said was yes, but no. I had to say, well, the closest thing you could come to a straight line, Officer Pythagoras, is electroencephalogram of your own brain waves. Anyway, that kind of uh, yeah. I think you got that backwards, dude. <laughs> well, no, that's that's exactly how he told it. No. He didn't. Yes, he did. Because you told me right after you heard it, you told me about that joke. Well, then I told and it backwards. He said, "Yeah, you told it backwards." Because what he wish he would have said was just "yes, yes," but instead he insulted That's the, the punchline. Yeah, but "yes" has to be a punchline because it's, you know. Oh, okay. I it's see what quick you mean. And to the point. I told it backwards. See? I did. Yeah, it'd be funnier. I get yeah. it. Okay. I should have said, um, these. You know. I'm going back through these, yeah. and uh, at first I had planned most of the talks we gave, and then uh, I stopped planning around August of 2018 when we talked about the scandals in uh, Pennsylvania. Remember that? They came out with that big oh, report. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That occupied things for a little while. There yeah. There is. And Catholic scandal in Pennsylvania. You were right on the money with everything we said, and it ended up all being true that and and more and more people are talking about it at this point you know mm -hmm. and well i it's guess we were right but he talks many about years ago bring up really i mean it, it's not There's even no just straight the Catholic priests. church it's it's religion it's yeah mm -hmm. i thought that there was a huge problem in cincinnati or at least i thought there was a leadership problem in cincinnati uh, who was bishop when we were a kid? It was oh Daniel Polarczyk. Okay, I don't know about him, but I do know that when Bishop Schnur took over Cincinnati, yeah, um, one of the first things he did was he said, "There's a problem in our seminaries. They are they are set up to draw gay people." Oh, he actually and, said that. Yeah, and he he took steps to end that. Well, that's cool. So. I mean, uh, we're, we criticize a lot of bishops yeah. on this show. Yeah. But, so we gotta give credit where credit's where, due. Where, yeah. And he did try to put a stop to that, or at least he took steps. He also, uh, started a group called Courage here in Cincinnati for so was, guys with same-sex attraction. Was that actually launched in Cincinnati or, or did he just invite and start a chapter? I have no idea. Courage is, is like a, you know, a, a yeah, I, th thing. I don't think it started in Cincinnati, but it was he pushed it in Cincinnati and mm -hmm. tried to get it going in Cincinnati. And I, I have a couple friends who were involved in organizing it. Oh, and, right. And uh, so he he has done a lot to put a stop to the the homosexual agenda in Cincinnati. Well, you know, that's <clears throat> uh, giving credit where credits due. I don't know if you remember the. Last year, there was the um, Archbishop of Indianapolis um, took flack for uh, Archbishop Charles Thompson took flack for um, enforcing yeah. the rules about um, you know people who who teach have to have to live in a way that that doesn't itself undermine the you know the the their teaching mission and the Catholic faith and so forth and. And there was one school, but two schools that he said, hey, you've got a openly gay 
um, like, um, you know, so-called married person on your staff. One was a counselor. I think the other might have been a teacher. I don't remember exactly. Um, the one was Brebuff High School, which is Jesuit. Well, you can guess what they did. They said, okay, we just won't call ourselves Catholic anymore. Well, all yeah. right. So Jesuit doesn't mean Catholic. Let's go with that. And then the other one was, um, I think it was Ron Colley High School, and they actually did say, yep, we're going to terminate the uh, uh, contract. You know, we won't renew the contract right. for this person in the following year. But boy, the Archbishop, he took a lot of flack for that. But, you know, kudos to him for standing up. First of all, aside from whether these are the policies of the Archdiocese, just recognizing... What was his name? Uh, Charles Thompson. Okay. Just recognizing the, the, um, the scandal that it means and the danger to people's souls and the young and, you know, impressionable kids that they see this and, and it's, you know, like, well, you know, so-and-so does that. I like so-and-so. It must be okay. Right. You know, that, um, I mean, yeah. they're leading souls to hell when they allow that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And it's a, I mean, it's, you know, I was talking to someone about the whole, uh, the whole the whole mess and it, it's weird the way the way it's portrayed is that if you're gay you cannot be a child molester it, because it, if it's male on male then it's it's not molesting it's just gay and it's it's weird that it got framed that way and it, I started to think about this and I thought, you know, it's kind of the opposite. If you're straight, you, you don't you, like little pe- kids. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's not straight. Right. If, if you're, if you're a molester, then, then you're cocked there and probably gay, but at least not straight because a straight man looks at women. Yeah. And there are two features of them that he really looks at. Yeah. <laughs> and little kids don't have those features. Right. Right. So it, if, if that's what is, gets you excited that you're not, you're not straight. Right. Exactly. No, no way. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think I made that point before that, that it's, it's, uh, you know, sexual deviancy begets sexual deviancy. It's, yeah. it's of a kind. You know, homosexuality is of a kind with, um, pedophilia. And, and frankly, it's of a kind with even more sick stuff, you know, uh, yeah, you know, zoo and whatever. Um, so, and, and, and I don't know, I don't know if I made the point or not, but, uh, Thomas Aquinas kind of separated the, the sexual sins into, uh, natural and unnatural. Oh, really? I didn't and realize that. It, he, you know, things like fornication would considered a natural sin. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, or at least not natural, natural. That's not the right word. In a, in, inappropriate against context. nature and not against nature. Right. Okay. I think that's the way it was uh, phrased. And that kind of makes sense. Um, homosexuality was actually, well, homosexuality was put in the same class as, um, masturbation oh right right and i i have to think you know back then there were things like pornography 
graphic for pornography as there are today. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, so I even in the ancient I, Roman I, times, I don't know if there were like masturbation involved fantasy. Well, I, I don't think I don't the know if he would reclassify much, it. But yeah, today because I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, the homosexuality and masturbation were both put in that class of, of sins, uh, sexual sins against nature. Mm-hmm. You know, when we did the, the one on communion by the hand or oh, by the mouth. Yeah. Um, our entire debate revolved around whether or not pieces of the host would fall on the floor. Well, it depends. Revolved, I mean, okay, I think it revolved around whether that was something to be concerned about, whether right. the the complete body of Christ continued to um, subsist under the form of the, you know, the, the smallest particles, as long as they were something that you could call what looked like particles of bread. And it looked like, you know... It, I guess look like it's not even the right word, but you know, when you take like, right. like a wafer that's like un- unconsecrated, okay, little things flake off. You get these little particles. And, and I think my contention was, and I think the theology is that if the particles, if, if you can analyze the particles and if you can say, you know, well, what is this a particle of? Well, it's a particle of bread. As long as that continues to be the case, then if it was consecrated, the body of Christ continues to subsist under that form. Yeah. But yeah, since then I, you know, the, cause, uh, our, our priest here in, in the, in the parish where, uh, you can go to the English mass close to us. Mm -hmm. Um, he gets a giant host for the consecration and then breaks it up. He breaks it into like 30 pieces. Yeah. And, Going up and taking communion, I noticed that there's there's like crumbs everywhere. Yeah, in inside yeah. the little dish, right? Patent, whatever you call he it. He does the ablutions um, after communion, doesn't he? I assume. I I don't know. Oh, you don't go to I'm mass not paying there. attention. <laughs> well, right. it, yeah. Typically, even like before, once communion's over, before anything else happens, they're supposed to. Um, wash the, the vessels and they do it in a certain order. They wash the, um, the, uh, ones that hold the hosts first and, and into, they wash that into the cup and then they put water in there and rinse that and drink it. And then the, um, the cloth on over which they consecrated the host and over which he would have broken it up. So if any, like any pieces like, like, flew off of that it would land on this cloth and they're supposed to fold that in a special order that keeps all of the pieces of the host inside of it until it can be taken to the sacrarium uh which is a little um that's the the little sink that goes straight into the ground and it can be washed and rinsed there thoroughly so that all the pieces of the host go straight into the ground where they can you know just naturally um decay or whatever I have a feeling he doesn't do that. Oh, that would be a shame. Because if he's um, not, you know, then he's letting hosts, you know, pieces of the host drop. And well, people I are think getting Christ on the bottom of their shoe and walking around with him. 
Yeah. Um, I even noticed, like, when I went up for communion, the guy giving me the host, like, would pick up a piece and then kind of shake it to get the crumbs off it. Well, good for him to shake it into the dish. But if it's that necessary, if there's that many crumbs, it seems like, uh, oh, I, I guess I would concede your argument there, oh. but the thing is, um, our argument shortly after we did that podcast, uh, I heard another podcast on the same subject. Oh, really? The discussion was on something completely different and it was the, it was the worthiness of your hands to touch the host. Oh, that's right. Because, um, the priest's hands are, it wasn't, are consecrated, especially when they become right, a priest. Right. And we don't put dirty things in our mouth. We only put clean things, sterile things in our mouth. Mm-hmm. And so our mouth being used, being more consecrated for better things like eating and staying alive, uh, would be more worthy. There, there were a couple, uh, citations of past church documents saying oh. that uh our hands are not worthy to touch the host except for the priest's hands yeah who even when he does touch the host he's like the the part where he puts his fingers together around the host and he keeps his fingers together throughout the rest of the ceremony he's supposed to yeah he Today is supposed they don't. to <laughs> many many yeah. don't it's a shame <clears throat> but we kind of we never really even got into that part of it i didn't even know i i I didn't even know some of that when we had that discussion either. I might have even listened uh-huh. to the same podcast. Um, yeah. But like one of the things they brought up, if, if, if we were talking about the same one, is that um, at least in the Eastern Rite, I don't know, if, I don't think they do this in the Western Rite anymore, but in the Eastern Rite, they consecrate, at, at baptism, they consecrate your tongue. So even a baby, they would consecrate the baby's tongue to be able to receive um, the host. I did not know that. Huh. Uh, let's see. We did one on the reality of hell. I thought I had something to say about that, but I can't remember what it is. Well, I, uh, more and more it seems like uh, like people who are considered significant um, I guess leaders, speakers in the church, not what you would, you know, what, what uh, two years ago you would have considered your liberal, um, church faction, but, um, mm-hmm. are, are kind of out there challenging the idea that anybody really goes to hell. Uh, yeah, like, uh, Pope Francis. Well, no, I mean, he, everybody knows is a liberal. I'm talking about like Bishop Barron. Oh, there was that, uh, that document out there. So I, I can't even remember the name of it, but it made kind of a splash. Yeah. The dare we hope. Yeah. Something like that. Um, which is kind of, I don't know, I guess the premise just seemed kind of silly to me. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I think. Why would Jesus warn us against things that, uh, tickle the we ears? Didn't really have to worry about. <laughs> That's I right. Mean, Jesus just didn't do that. That's right. 
Jesus, Jesus sold hell as a very real possibility that people are going to go to. And in order to not go there, you've got to be on the narrow path. And in appearances of, of Mary to, uh, in things like in Fatima. Oh gosh. Yeah. The vision of hell with, with the souls as, as like the, the embers of in the fire just being recycled through the fire all the time and stuff. Right. And, and she describes weeping for those souls. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if they weren't there, there would, there would be nothing to weep over. So, you know, it's just one of those things you got to, take serious um let's see we did native americans going, are we on uh i'm on page two now page two okay. yeah <laughs> we did a yeah. lot of these because i i forgot how many yeah, of these we, we did. did yeah native americans that's uh i i keep doing more and more reading on on uh these um Especially the ones around here in the, the Ohio Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, there was just so much, there was so much wrong on both sides of that whole thing. Did I, you know what I did would, did we talk about those Christian Indians that had been slaughtered? No. Did I talk about that? I don't remember anything about it. From no, I don't think you brought that up during that. That was the podcast we actually did at your house. Yeah. I read about it. I guess I read about it after doing that podcast. There was a group of Indians, uh, I want to say Mahovian. Hold on. Let me look that up. All right. So there's, um, there was a group of Indians. They were known as Moravian. It was, it was kind of a, a, a hodgepodge of a bunch of different tribes. And most of them were uh, men and women who had taken the Christian faith. And uh, a lot of them had been out, outed by uh, the rest of their tribes. So they kind of formed their own tribes. And they had, they had a government that was a little bit more civilized. And uh, they, they were all Christians. So there was a, a, a white... No, hold on. By the way, while you're saying that and figuring that out, I'll just tell everybody, mm-hmm. you may have uh, missed or, or thought you missed the uh, beer of the week that we had kind of gotten into the habit of doing. Well, I don't have beers of the week lined up now, um, but what I am drinking is some very nice um, private selection Captain Morgans that my son bought me for my birthday last year. Super smooth. It's all that, huh? Mm-hmm. I still have those uh uh those beers oh, do that you? you sent to yeah, they're still sitting in a thing that I haven't touched. Well maybe we'll have to resurrect that, but you'll have to uh like peek in each and send me what it is with the number so I can <laughs> Yeah <laughs> rebuild my own uh, stock. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, I think it was Colonel David Williamson who was leading the uh, group of soldiers, they were chasing, uh, I think there was a group of Wyandotte Indians who had gone on a, on a killing spree and scalping spree in, um, it, it would have been around like through Kentucky and stuff like that okay. or on the, on the, along the Ohio river. And 
they did their things and then ran back like they often did. They would go back on the Ohio side and start heading north up towards uh, the the lakes. And so this group of militia decided they're going to follow them mm-hmm. and track them down and kill them. And they uh, and they, I mean this is a military force. The Indians were military and the militia was military, and they kept going. And then they came across this uh, Moravian village. So real quick here, and, do you, can you put this into a, a time frame? Was this pre-American revolution or post? This is around 1782. Uh, so just barely into the American. Right. Okay. It, so this would have been an a, a American George militia. Washington is still a, a general at the time, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. And so they're going to go track them down. They come across these this village, mostly old men and children and women. Yeah. And uh, waiting for the dog to quit barking. Um, and they they told them that they were Christian, and the everybody knew they were Christian and everybody knew it was not that group of Indians who had just attacked on the other side of the Ohio. Um, and they said, we're going to kill you anyway. Uh, and this is around 200 Indians. Oh man. Uh, they came and and talked to each other, the tribes and the, and the, they didn't have chiefs like most Indians, Mm -hmm. but they had kind of elders who would, and they decided we are going to die for our faith. And we're not going to fight back. And they knelt down and prayed. And uh, the militia let them pray overnight. And then the next day, they went in one by one and clubbed them to death. Man. Uh, three, I think two or three kids escaped. Mm-hmm. One pretended to be dead. And then and then he jumped up and ran away uh, with his he had already been half scalped. Oh, okay. And then uh, there was another one who got out through like a little cellar area that they hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, his brother and sister were with him, but they couldn't fit through the opening. So he got away. And then uh, when he turned around, his brother and sister were still alive, but they were burning down the building. So oh, wow. they died in that. Man. So, so two people escaped. Uh, the Which is probably the only reason we know about it. Yeah. Well, unless and, and the, I mean the, the militia themselves kept records. They did not de- deny it when when confronted okay. with this. The the men and the the uh captains and colonels in charge, they they didn't deny it. I mean, I think no one was really punished for it. Wow. But it, it it's one of those things where you think, "Wow. I mean, we did some really rotten things." But you also consider the fact that the English were paying for American scalps, and this is after the revolution, after we've won our freedom. Uh, the British were paying Indians for the scalps of Americans? Right. right. I did not and realize that. Wow. The, like, we we took a ship that was, I think it was sailing through Lake Erie, uh, or one of the Great Lakes. We captured it before it could get all the way to Britain. Um there were huge barrels and caskets full of scalps and the Indians would, they would mark them and it would be like, this is if it was a person you hit while you were sleeping. This is if, if you had to fight them, uh, this would be a baby and 
some of the scalps were fetuses. Man. So they would cut, cut it out of a belly. Pregnant women and, it and would, then cut the fetus out and scalp yeah. them. Wow. And, and some of them were notched if, if they killed the woman while, before taking the baby or if they let her live while they were taking the baby. Mm. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, they were a brutal people. Yeah. And I guess we were brutal as well. But it's, it's just, it's, it's not something you really hear about how bad it was. No. Except when you're hearing about how bad the white man was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, but that's true. You know that, I mean, I guess most of the, uh, the Ohio Valley area, you're talking about, uh, in terms of interactions with the Indians, you're talking about British, um, you know, settlements and British interactions and, and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I'd really kind of be interested in no in learning more. I mean, I know a little bit, but I'd be interested in learning more about the, the Spanish interactions with the Indians. I mean, those are the ones that, you know, you have the, all of the, yeah. the mission churches out west and stuff like that. And in the southwest. Yeah. All through California and um, Texas and Mexico. And I, I, you know, I, I, I know that the, um, the reputation that, you know, the, the, the modern historical story is that the Spaniards, you know, came in and, and brought a lot of death and just subjected the Indians to slavery and that kind of stuff. But I think there's probably a little bit more to it than that. I, yeah, you know. there's a whole lot more to it. <laughs> and I mean, there were, look, they were, they were sacrificing their own people to these gods and they were going on these, these, killing festivals mm -hmm. where you know and that's that's the civilized indians uh the the non-civilized ones who lived in the forest in the rainforest that uh pope francis loved so much uh they 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 were just as brutal they look they ate each other yeah they ate yeah. their own children they sacrificed their children they it's it's not a good atmosphere, and, and these people were desperately in need of evangelization. I don't know if you if you look at the history, you'll find good people and bad people, and I think it's true pretty much everywhere you go. And anytime you're dealing with indigenous peoples, you still find that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think also anytime you know. Um... I, I, I think that there were a lot of, um, cases where the, um, the, the local Spanish, um, you know, the, the people who were kind of, uh, in charge of local settlements and, and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. uh, would treat the Indians in ways that weren't in line, in keeping with the, um, decrees of the, the, you know, the Spanish king. Um, yeah. And, you and mean I, for the better or for the worse? For the worse. The, that, the, that the, you know, the Spanish, um, the Spanish king, the Spanish monarchy was interested in evangelization and spreading the gospel. And then the, the local, um, I, I, you know, whatever the, the actual term is, I'm going to say, you know, the, the Spanish lords or whatever. Um, yeah. What they would do is just use it for their own, um, you know, self enrichment. 
If, because they're human beings and yeah. human beings can do some pretty bad things. But I mean, there's also the, think about it this way. You're, you're going to go to this new land and start your family or become a part of a colony, whatever, maybe even hit it rich, find gold, whatever. And you have close personal friends that are slaughtered by this group of natives. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to change the way you look at them. Yeah. It, it, it kind of, it has to. Sets, sets the, right, right. It sets a, a, you know, it kind of predisposes you to see them in a certain light. Yeah. Especially if they don't convert to Christianity and they continue on the living the way they've been living, which I, I think one of the points I made when we first, when we did the podcast was that their way of living was not going to be possible. Even if, even if we decided we're not going to cross the Kentucky River into Ohio, we're just going to take this land and let you guys have that land. It still wasn't going to work for them right. because we, we were cutting out huge parts of wildlife mm-hmm. and they weren't going to have enough money to, or uh, food to feed themselves without going there either way. Right. I mean, a- unless we just left America's altogether, which wasn't going to happen. Right. All right. After that, we did liturgical music. Yeah. It hasn't gotten, it hasn't any, gotten better. any better. <laughs> I, I do notice some of the churches are putting more and more Latin into uh, the mass. I noticed I, that too. I think it's like almost like the they, it, you know, and, they do it. For, I, it's almost like they're they're doing it for the novelty of it. Mm. You know what, Art? I almost can't stand going to uh, our local uh, parish here, mm-hmm. but I haven't gone there in probably six months, and I went the other week. And let's see, I think it's. It's during the Kyrie. The priest goes down at the, I, what do you call, you would say foot of the altar, but now you, when you got the steps there, what is that area? On the, um, like between so the goes steps down the and steps. the first set of pews? Yeah. In a traditional church architecture, that would be called the transect. Okay. If, well, if he it's, goes if there. It's, if it, un, unless it's still behind the uh, altar rail. If it's behind the altar rail, I mm-hmm. it's I don't know what it's called. No, this is in front of the altar where, like, rail. When you say in front he of comes on down, the on the on the people's side of the altar rail, yeah, that's in the transect. Yeah. Okay, he comes down and he kneels down, and all the people kneel down while they pray the Kyrie. Hmm. Which I can't say I don't like, but it just seems like maybe there's a better time to do that for for the priest. I you know what? Maybe he's preparing people. Maybe he plans on saying the mass ad orientum. I'm I can't imagine you're talking about okay, can we use names? You're talking about the pastor there, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It's an odd thing to do. I've never seen. I can't imagine do it. him just wanting to do auto orientum. I can't I, either. You know, but he is doing that. That's interesting. I, and I, but you know, it, it's it, kind okay. of yeah, that's, weird. That is kind of interesting. But regardless, it hasn't gotten any better, and it it's still. I don't. What can you say about it? I guess it's going to be that way for a long time. It is, and and you know, I think that's why you continue to see a rise in popularity in the um, traditional mass. Yeah. Let's see. When we were growing up, there was one Latin mass here in Cincinnati, one Tridentine mass right. in Cincinnati. Um, there are three, four, five now. All of them Three legit? different parishes. I mean, but, you know, I, you're not talking about like yeah. SSPX masses no, and stuff? I, I'm not, I don't even count them. Okay. All of they're, them legit. They're Catholic parishes. Wow. Uh, one of them is where mom sings. Yeah. Uh, and she's not she's only a sings, paid choir she's director. Choir director a yeah. paid choir director. Uh, well, she was at Sacred Heart for a long time and she was completely volunteer for 20 years. Oh, she yeah. used to choir director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, they just, they wanted to hire this organist and the organist said, I'll only do it if I can have the, uh, latin choir and so they just took it from her hmm. and i i was a little bit i was pretty sore about that yeah i kind of just stopped going there altogether but uh just after i started going there again mom got a job offer from this other parish across the river in kentucky and they're completely tried in team they don't have english masses oh Wow. Yeah. It, it, but they are Catholic. It's amazing. It's exploding. Yeah. And then there's old St. Mary's. They Remember they used to do the Latin Mass, but they weren't... Uh, it wasn't Tridentine. It was the Novus it, Ordo Latin Mass. It was Novus. Mass. Yeah. Yeah. Now they do They do have a, a Latin, uh, Tridentine Mass in on Sunday mornings. Oh, wow. Neat. That's the one I go to because okay. it's a low Mass and I don't know. I'm not real fond of all the music and all the marching and you know well but uh yeah. they're 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 exploding everywhere they're getting big everywhere and it's nice mm-hmm. by the way i gotta put my plug in for old saint mary's you know because that's where i got married oh that's right you did get married <laughs> that's where terry was uh baptized wasn't she, she was bap well she had already been baptized she was confirmed there oh okay yeah all right. We after that we did uh, that was that. Remember Nick Sandman? I do. I will never stop kicking myself for not recording that day. Before everybody else knew it was a big farce, I knew it was. You should I have at least recorded. Video a, you could have recorded a monologue, even if you couldn't get. Yeah. Me or or Jason do a monologue and say, "Hey, <laughs> this didn't happen." Yeah. Either way, we did it the next, mm-hmm. like a, a couple days later or something like that when everybody knew it was a big, and, uh, Bishop Voice still hadn't, you know, I want to, tr- I wonder if we can get that kid, kid on sometime. That would be neat to do that. You know, I, uh, I don't gonna... think he's ever did apologize. Who, Voice? Not as strongly as he came out against him. Yeah. He, uh, I did. I'm, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna click over to, Okay, so this one, uh, 
Yeah. So, so what prompted me to write this, this one, uh, back in January 26 was, um, I was glancing through, we have this local diocesan paper called the Criterion. It's the, the Catholic news rag for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. Yeah. And let's see. Okay. So somebody, um, because of the March for Life, um, you know, that week, uh, and it being kind of historic, the president, you know, for the first time, the president of the United States made a physical appearance right. at the March for Life, um, which we really appreciate. And, and of course, there was the, uh, around the same time was the, um, settlement with CNN for Sandman's lawsuit. And so, um, Catholic News Service, CNS, um, did kind of a, a follow up, you know, just a summary of it and, and, you know, reported what was going on. And let's see, uh, here's the relevant part, uh, based on everything's come to one would think. Okay. So what I said is that, Based on everything that's come out during the past year, one would think that any story that refers to the initial events would say something like, Nathan Phillips approached Nick Sandman after the March for Life and stood inches away from him while beating a drum and chanting. Or something like that, right? Because that's what happened. You'd think that would be... But instead, the recap from CNS was, Sandman sued media outlets for what he claimed was biased coverage of what transpired on the Lincoln Memorial and... Here's what transpired. That day, Sandman, wearing a Make America Great Again hat, smiled just inches away from Nathan Phillips. In other words, even now, the Catholic media spins it that Sandman was the the doer, the the instigator, the instigator yeah. of the event. I mean, it's it's like this 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 hate bias of i don't know pro life in the catholic media i don't know i don't get it yeah it's it's bad. or hate bias maybe it's because of the maga hat hate bias uh, against republicans that's what it really yeah, is yeah it's the hat yeah uh, one of the you know in fact did i think i even sent you this article and said do you think i'm being too harsh and now that i think that's about right. it more i i i think i was even going easy on him so yeah anyway I think you were but Dude. yeah, Nick, you know, shame on uh, Foy's. He he never did make an appropriate apology, and um, yeah, it would you know it'd be cool if we could get Nick Sandman on our show sometime. I kind of we need someone like Jason to try again. He's a salesman. That's true. <laughs> he would also have to do the interview. Too. I mean, but he's like right across the river, so we could probably go to a. Wherever high school Where he kids is. are hanging out, yeah, that's right, and and just approach him, and say, "Hey, would you come on and record with us?" Yep. Oh well. Uh, let's see. Toxic men. Remember the commercial that Gillette did? Yeah, but but what I want to know is who's the guy you have in the picture there? I. <laughs> uh, it was just <laughs> there's stock photos, you know. I don't know who it is. That's me in twenty years. You know the thing is. Um, I, I stopped buying Gillette and I had said that I couldn't find a razor that did as good as Gillette, but, uh, I tried the Schick razor and I like the Schick razors. Oh, do you? You know, they, yeah, they do. Great. I, I, um, 
I've always uh, not liked the angle of, of the shick. When you shave with a shick versus a Gillette, you got to hold yeah. hold it at a different angle to your face. Um, but I, I had to try the shick. But, you know, there were some other like... I didn't notice like, it. Um, I, what I'm going to call off-brand um, razor clubs out there. Like you, like there's the Dollar Shave Club and, and other things like that that they'll send you their razors in the mail. And and you pay. Yeah, I did the Dollar Shave Club. Oh, did you? I, I... Was it any good? Okay, here's the thing: you take a a Gillette razor and hold it up to to the light, mm-hmm. and put the, one of those generic ones, or even like the Dollar Shave Club, next to it. Yeah, and watch the light gleam off the edge of the razor, and you could see that the the cheaper one is like wavy. Oh, you don't want that. That'll you can cut see your, it. That'll, get, that'll scratch your face. Well, it doesn't. It's not. It's not to the point where it scratches. Oh, okay. You. I'm just saying okay. there is a difference. But it is. It yeah. is actually the, the, physically the quality different. Quality control in the manufacturing is. Yeah, and it's a shame. You know what's now, really one, a shame is that Gillette is a product of Procter and Gamble. I didn't know that. Which okay, I'm not going to stop using Crest toothpaste, but. You know, right. just it's it's just kind of sad. Okay, that, you know, because it, it, that's that's, that's our hometown company. thing. You know, mm-hmm. you know that one of my trouble spots is right under my nose. I can't get a razor up there to get that little. If I use generic razors, I yeah, I know what you mean. There's a little tuft of hair left. There. Yeah, uh, Me too. on the shick, you can flip back the edge of the razor so that the actual metal goes right there. Oh, you flip the edge back. See the Gillette's, or at least the, yeah. the, the, the ones, I use the one that has like the five, five yeah. blades on it and you turn it around and it's got a thing on the back, uh, like a single blade yeah. on the back for those areas and, and for like trimming sideburns and stuff like that. Yeah. So they've got, Something close to that on the shick. Well, you just check flip this out. little plastic thing back. I'm going to check and it I, out. It's one of like four or five blades on that. I, it does a pretty good job for me. Uh, let's see. What is abortion and wire oh, yeah, You and Jason it? did that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was off. And then, uh, <laughs> having a cruise. I, I think we did transgenderism also. Yes. You, you know, we didn't really, it's like, cause I don't remember the transgender one. It's like, it's not like there's a Catholic teaching on this. It's I mean, just how stupid. Are... I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's like talking about a, a, a you know, a, a, a Catholic teaching on anti gravity or something. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's just, just kind of silly. <laughs> it... Oh, then we did the Catholic response to other religions. Yeah, uh, there were some things on that. Like that's after I, that. I was that, make that Abu Dhabi. Statement yeah. the Pope signed or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the in that podcast, I was kind of making the case uh, that it's possible. I was trying to outline the path that a Protestant would have to getting to heaven. Like oh. things like uh, forgiveness. And actually, I guess I was outlining the path of once someone's baptized and they sin mortally, is there a path to heaven if they're not Catholic? Without, yeah, yeah, because they don't have the benefit of confession. Right. And one of the ones, one of the points I was 
getting ready to make and I, I got lost in it and I never came back to it was that, um, it might also follow, fall under ignorance. I mean, if a Protestant does not know that this is a mortal sin and doesn't even know what a mortal sin is or doesn't realize the, the, you know, doesn't know about the, the sacrament severity. of confession and, and pours their whole heart into their own, you know, sorrow for the sin right but i i had forgot to talk about ignorance when it comes to sin because you have to know it's a sin yeah and you have to know it's a mortal sin in order for it to be a mortal sin right now i guess that that doesn't erase responsibility it you know we we have to find out if something is a sin but yeah there's a responsibility to form your conscience well but as far as God willing other religions, that's that's just balderdash. <laughs> that was silly, yeah. And he he never really walked that back. No, he didn't. I mean, it, that's that's still out there. And, and even you know, Bishop, uh, what's his name, um, Athanasius Schneider, I think, is it? Had, you know, he's yeah. been saying, "Hey, what? You know, we need clarity on this. This is a big deal." I I would say at this point, let's. I'd rather not have clarity because then I have to make an odd decision if oh if he uh, if he may, if he clarifies gives... the wrong way right I mean what yeah do? well you know um, that's that's probably the Holy Spirit's gift to the church during the the Francis pontificate is lack of clarity I sure hope so here's the problem I believe in the Pope's infallibility. And I believe that uh, Pope Francis is a heretic. And I don't know how to make those two things reconcile. Oh, well, the, yeah, that's, the, inf I, I, you know, the infallibility is a, um, it's not an infallibility of person. It's an infallibility of act. And so it only adheres to certain specific acts at least as um described and 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 um kind of circumscribed by the um Vatican 1 uh I think it's Pastor Iteranus right. I, I I don't know. I don't remember the exact document from Vatican 1 but anyway it it only adheres to um certain acts and within certain specific circumstances yeah. And that's really the the kind of resolution it but it doesn't it it doesn't adhere to the person who occupies the papacy. Yeah. Well, although some again, people like to I mean, pretend that it does. Oh, yeah, there's kind well, of what's a, funny I is mean, all those liberals who who were, you know, who were re rejecting the church teaching all along now want to pretend that it does somehow i don't know yeah they've all got pictures of pope francis hanging everywhere yeah see we did dignity of work mm -hmm. uh why are millennials working? Hey, by the way did i ever <laughs> tell you um i think i even took a picture of it if i have the picture i should send it to you and you should put it on our website or something but it's i i was uh driving along and i saw a um jeep that had what was advertised on the side of the Jeep as a anti, um, a millennial anti theft or an anti millennial theft 
um, device. Anti-millennial theft device. Yeah. And what it showed on the side was a picture of the slots for a standard stick shift. <laughs> There's not too many millennials who can drive a stick. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You know, okay, you want to hear? Okay, this is weird. Uh, I have driven junk cars my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I, I for the past two years, I've even been praying about it. I wanted to give Vicky a car that she's not embarrassed to drive. Oh, right. And one that she doesn't constantly worry is going to break down. Yeah. Like if we take a trip more than five blocks away, we got to plan on, well, what if it breaks down? Mm-hmm. So um, this uh, last year, we finally got a car and a, a, an almost new car. Yeah. And Vicky's loving this thing. And she takes it to UDF up the street and... She's inside, and there's a guy at the gas pump. He, His car is running, his door is open, and he walks away. Wow. And he walks to, in to run in to pay for something or something. And some kid who had been standing at the side of the uh, parking lot the entire time for that just happen. ran over and jumped in. <laughs> and... He does a Yui to try to get out, slamming into our new car. Oh, my. And, uh, except it was a stick. He didn't know how to drive a stick. So he's so just he's, completely wrecking he's everything bumping while things he's trying and, to do this. Yeah. I think he got down the road and then got out and ran away. I don't know. But uh, it doesn't matter because insurance isn't going to pay for our car because there's... Uh, no insurance. No. Except for our insurance, but there's a $500 deductible, and, uh, as of yet, I haven't been able to afford the $500, oh, so. Oh, gosh. But just. Oh, man, that yeah, sucks. Yeah, stick. Yeah, well, more on millennials. It is what it is. See, if he weren't yeah. such a wimp, he would have at least known how to drive the car he stole. Yeah, and he wouldn't have crashed into our car and ruined everyone else's time. Of course, you know, and then there's the idiot that left his car running in Chevy. I guess there's, yeah, there's probably kind of cities you can do that that's know. okay, but not Chevy yet. Yeah, not anymore. But still, you think you're going to walk in, you're, you know, you're you're going to the door, you're not 20 feet away from the uh, thing, and you go to the door and say, hey, can you, or here's a 20, can you put this on pump one? Mm-hmm. Something like that. But uh, that's not the way it happened. Somebody got in and tried to drive off in it. Let's see, we did Flat Earthers. Remember that one? Yeah. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. They're still out there. <laughs> they're not going away. I think they're actually growing. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Uh, Notre Dame. Did they ever figure out who did it? You know what? I haven't still pulled trying up on to blame that in it on so long. I mean, cigarettes or something. <sighs> I, I, I would say Europe is lost. To the Catholic Church. That sure seems uh, like it. I mean, there's nothing... There's nothing Catholic in Europe anymore. No. And... Yeah. I... I with all the immigration of the Muslims coming in... But you know, did you ever read The Flying In by Chesterton? Yes. 
Okay, that was a pretty long time ago. And apparently, even then, uh, the immigration of Muslims was a problem. No or kidding. At least the way I read that book was that people were worried about the number of Muslims coming into England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even uh, have that in mind when I read it. I was That's kind of what I was thinking as I was reading it, but I was, that was a long time ago. Oh gosh, I was in high school when I read it. Okay. I didn't even know about Muslim integration. Probably concerns. didn't know what a Muslim was I, I, hardly. I knew what a Muslim was, but they were just like these kooky people who lived in the Middle East. Yeah. Uh we did the the two on the devil. Yep. Part one, part two. There was there was something I wanted to add to that and I can't remember what it was. Well, I wrote that book. Which I need one? To put the book on there. About an exorcist. I wrote a book about an exorcist. Oh, you wrote the book. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. I don't think that's on. I need to I need to link to that on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should. That was a, that was a yeah. really good book. <clears throat> are are okay. you going to do are well, you I, have you gotten any uh new stories like kicked off? I've, are you going to develop that into a series? Yeah, I, I'm kind of a quarter way into the next book, but I kind of hit some, uh, writer's block and I'm, I'm trying to find something to make that go again. But yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. Why Catholic sex works better. So that that's why Jason. you remember when we, we got off by one on the beer of the week somehow. Yeah. That's why, cause you would, you, did Dale's Pale Ale with Jason. No, Jason picked that out. Jason picked it out. He gave you one? Because I know I had no, one No, you didn't those. give me one. Did you? Well, I think I did. I don't know. Jason just wanted to talk about... Da- Jason just wanted to use Dale's name <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> Dale's our brother-in-law. He's just a fun guy. He's a great guy. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, this is when I started listing the beers of the week. Abortion, Trump, and America, where should Catholics stand? I stand completely behind that more than I did before. Yeah, me too. It's like... He just keeps fighting for us. I'm looking so forward to him being president again, you know, being elected again in November. Um... Which, you know, to show you how far out of the news loop, I, I don't even, I haven't even read the news lately to see what the fallout of Super Tuesday is for the Democrats. Uh, Biden, Biden got a lot further than anybody thought he would. And they kind of strategized to cut Bernie out. Uh huh. Kind of. Like, uh, let's see, uh, Klobuchar and who was the gay guy? Oh, be- uh, be- Beetle- Mayor Pete. Yeah, Pete be- Beetlejuice or whatever his name is. Yeah, they had dropped out and like they were talked into dropping out just at that time where Elizabeth Warren, who was more of a socialist and who would draw off more of Bernie's uh, votes, mm-hmm. stayed in. Oh, okay. Until the day after uh super we're gonna call it super thursday from now on <laughs> why because <laughs> because hold on because uh joe biden was 
making a speech and he called it Super Thursday. (laughs) 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 He just, uh, he, every time he gets up on stage, something like that happens. I, I'm starting to wonder if he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> super Thursday. I don't know. Nobody's, Maybe. There is I no don't Super know. Thursday. You know, it. <laughs> I think he knows that when it comes time to put any kind of wit against Donald Trump, he's going to get pounded. And so he lowers all the expectations. That could be. Yeah, that, that could. <laughs> I mean, strategy. Trump doesn't even have to try to beat uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, but that's true. He'll look mean, you know. Like, come on, don't pick on a guy with Alzheimer's. Yeah. (laughs) I think I. I just wonder if he's doing that. But it could be. Either way, as everybody thought would happen, uh, Bernie's getting kind of cut out and. He's not really fighting for it. Really? He's not, he's not, he's not saying, hey, you can't do this to me. And he didn't do that when uh, Hillary cut him out. No. And everybody knew it had happened. Well, I don't know. He's, uh, I guess he's, uh, part, part of this is he's technically independent, right? Even though he's running on the Democrat. Yeah, ticket. he's not even a Democrat. So that, that's, that's part of it is that he doesn't have a, a standing, I guess, to complain too much. Right. Uh, let's see. The Catholic Mass. Our good Catholics, animal lovers. And we decided, yes, they are. Yeah. At the same time, they do not believe that animals have rights right. as yeah. individuals. No. Animals aren't people, too. <laughs> and it's okay to eat them, and it's okay even yeah. to use them in things like research and stuff like that. Uh, you know, my uh, son once told me that uh, he was quoting what he thought was an interesting cow. He said, even though a cow makes typically 1,300 hamburgers... A single cow can make thirteen hundred hamburgers. A single hamburger yeah. typically has over you know meat from over three hundred cows in it. That's scary. My response was, yeah. "How does the cow handle the spatula?" <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to comment on that. All right. Hey, I'm afraid of cows. You Have you ever be. been around cows, cattle? Uh, they're giant. Uh, they're they are not animals to trifle with. But okay, when they're behind a fence, I've, I've been able to reach out and hit them one. from behind a fence. I've never been with them in you know like unbarriered. Did you notice how cartoonishly? pretty their eyes are well with the lashes and stuff yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's weird isn't it i yeah it's like this someone should have drawn this because it it's just these great big bright eyes but the rest of the animals all nasty and stupid Mm -hmm. but uh they do have some pretty eyes i don't know that's what struck me as i when i got close to my first cow 
Um, God is the eternal creator. And then environmentalism, we did that. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, the more... I don't think I've ever realized until in the past year how bad the environmentalist movement is for America and for Catholics. Yeah. I mean, and how stupid it is. The whole... The whole climate change idea. I, I mean, until I really sat and thought about this, I, I never realized how dumb it is mm-hmm. that that the oceans are going to rise because it gets warmer. Uh, Do you know how much of Russia is usually freezing? How much? If it got warmer, I, I don't... Nothing bad would happen. Yeah, that's... I think I think the only concern with the oceans rising, the only the only vector for the oceans rising is is melting the ice from Antarctica, which is okay. Which which is significant? Which is it? Antarctica or Antarctica? No, it's Antarctica. Because the Arctic solid ice. The Arctic ice is just a continuation of part of the ocean. It's a frozen part of the ocean of the world ocean. But Antarctica is a land continent with a bunch of ice piled on top. And I personally okay. think that after the flood, the great, you know, the, the, the great flood, Noah's flood. Yeah. Um, I think that's where God put all the water is on Antarctica. Okay. So that you I think there's see. that much water there. Huh? You think there's that much water there? I once did a, I looked up the, uh, the land area of Antarctica and the average depth of ice on Antarctica and figured out what if you were to take that ice and then spread it like, um, like icing all over. Over yeah. the ocean part of the war, parts of the world, not, not on the land, but just the ocean parts of the world. How much, how thick would it be? And it came out to like a hundred feet. Huh. I was real surprised. It's like, oh, that is a thing. Now it's not going to wipe out all the land, but it would definitely right. move coastlines and disappear okay. a few small islands. You know, uh, one of the things pointed out to me last year, uh, about environmentalists and how fake they are is that some of the more famous ones are buying land still in places like Florida along the coastline. <laughs> the places that would disappear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're paying it's millions they of don't dollars. The, the, the BS they're they, shoveling. <laughs> yeah. They don't believe it any more than I do. It's silly. In fact, that's probably, but, they're probably shoveling the BS in order to devalue the land so they can buy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> the thing is, there are huge plots of land on our planet that are almost uninhabitable. Yeah. Because it's so cold. And be- often because it's so high. Yeah. Or, or dry or whatever. Right. If if, if mean, you take those Sahara. two things away, yeah, I mean, there's deserts and stuff that, uh, well, so what if they were covered by water? Then they wouldn't be a desert. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, 
you know, just in America, we've got all of Alaska that, yeah, we got people there, but not a lot of people. And there's huge sections of Canada that would be more livable if it were warmer. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. I mean, I, if, I get if, that there are certain industries that, that, you know, from certain places where they rely on the cycle of the cold in order to make their money from year to year. And so, but you know, stuff like yeah. that changes that, that, you know, the way people make their living and make do it, it changes. It, it's, you know, the fact that, that yeah. it's hard in the short term, you know, doesn't mean that it's a bad thing in the long term. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I, and I'm the Sahara wasn't always a desert. The opinion that, you know, the, the thing is that the, the climate models, um, that they've had, um, that uh, today that I, I think people were starting to get wise that the climate models that talk about global warming, they're talking about the average global temperature going up. And the way that would work is because the coldest parts of the year would be less cold and the coldest parts of the world would be less cold. It's not that the hotter parts of the world would get hotter or the hotter yeah. parts of the year would get hotter. And I think people were starting to get wise to that. So they came up with this cockamamie that, you know, um, the, there's going to be these, these cataclysmic climate changes that are going to result in, you know, all these like super tornadoes and stuff like that. that yeah. You know, the, and the, they make for good movies, but you know, <laughs> Not for yeah, shouldn't be taught in school. <laughs> and it's 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 ingrained in so many kids now. It's kind of you know that the, I think the the modern environmental movement is kind of like the the fifties uh, and sixties, um, maybe seventies um, space paranoia that that everybody oh. thought we were going to get invaded by aliens kind of thing. It's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. In some ways, I equate environmentalists with flat earthers. They continue yeah, to believe. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you know, despite the science. There's just no reason to think these things. And they continue to think them and they continue to. It's not just that they think them. They, they make policies based on yeah. them. And the policy is always. To keep people from doing things that make them more independent. Right. Or to keep births from happening. Cause it almost seems to always lead towards abortion. If you keep, if you take their arguments to its natural end, it's always abortion. Yep. That's, that's, that's what I think it's, it's, it's about. I, and I, I honestly, I think there's a, there's a sort of diabolic, um, Oh, yeah, you know, just a part of it is push behind it. Yeah, that is the very last one we did. It is environmentalism, um, and as far as things in the news, so many crazy things have happened in the past six months. Impeachment, um, impeachment sham, sham impeachment. Yeah. <laughs> The the Pope brought pagan idols into the Vatican. Yeah, Pachamamas, which which I, some brave 
brave young brave man took and threw him into the Tiber River. Yeah, yeah. I get sick at my stomach when I think about that I because know. I remember as a kid we're going over the Old Testament and over and over again these Jews keep falling into worshiping false gods and I kept thinking why would they do why that? Why would they do that? And here our own pope is is allowing it right in the Vatican. But it's not like it's not like uh falling into uh some kind of sexual sin or greed or something like that. It's how is there oh, a weakness yeah, why, why to would, worshiping? But you know, I think a lot or, of times it, it was it was um it seemed to me a lot of times there was a sexual content to it because um yeah a lot of times there was some woman a woman was involved yeah like you know yeah and, and both but, ways bringing the jews back again often there was right, right. there was a uh, seductress and then a heroine <laughs> yep a lot of times um but i just i just thought that was crazy because you know they knew the past when when these people were raised they they were taught what had happened what brought them to the to the promised land and uh also in certain things like why they were kicked out for times and then allowed back in and things like that and all they had to do was just not worship other gods yeah. and it's the it's the number one thing it's like the first commandment it's the big it's the big one mm-hmm. and how could our pope do this and uh, I don't, I don't know if he worshipped the Pachamama or not. Yeah, but he let but, the worship happen, ritually, yeah, right in it, the Vatican. The ritual was there, and they were worshiping a false god, and he was sitting there watching it instead of uh, setting it on fire uh, yeah, or I mean, sure something. <laughs> but it happened, and, and then and, apologized when somebody corrected it by removing it from a Catholic yeah. church. <clears throat> the whole thing was just so disturbing to to any real Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the you remember the photos that were flying around. The, oh yeah, the 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 the, what, the woman nursing the, the lady the nursing goat a thing pig or whatever or it was. I don't know the dog yeah. or the goat. Whatever, I, I don't even know. It was the whole thing was just and 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 the funny thing is, I've been saying for a while. See when. Up in Harrison, they uh, moved their church to a bigger church, which seemed kind of unwarranted, but I might be wrong. Um, and then the first thing he does is they're going to have a Spanish mass. Okay. Which didn't make a. This is Harrison, Ohio. There aren't. You have this big. It's not Spanish like an immigrant town. I mean, yeah, nobody speaks Spanish. There are a couple people there, but. Um, and then, lo and behold, he goes to, he was in Rome during the Amazon Synod. Oh. I don't know, I don't know what he did there. I don't know if he was part of it. I just know that he went. Mm-hmm. And I know this, or I think this. I believe that the Animates, Amazon Senate, what it was really all about was developing a new liturgy. I think that's what's going to come out of the Amazon Synod. You think that even then, more so than than the whole like like married priests and women priests thing? Yeah, yeah. And 
I get I I should have I should get the document maybe next podcast I'll do this. Um the you know the documents they give out after these synods. Yeah. Uh the one from the pope talks about a developing uh liturgy. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh that is the in, I mean I don't I didn't go over any current events because uh it's been so long since our last one and all that crazy stuff happened and uh yeah there's there's a lot i think i think we need to do a podcast about the pope's infallibility yeah kind of explain that and explore that a little bit because i know that that is got a lot of people uh you know there's a lot of people who who uh on the one hand their their faith is challenged and then there's a yeah. lot of people who simply feel that no matter what the Pope does, you have to support it. But I guess uh, I guess that's it for today. Well, you have time for a couple of nonsense news? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> this one's kind of funny. Uh, so at this, um, what is it, Ho- hockey, I guess. It's in Canada, so it must be hockey, this, this um, hockey tournament, youth, youth hockey tournament in Can- Canada. Uh, this eight-year-old yeah. boy, um, you know, won this prize. He took it on a big basket full of stuff. He's so proud of it. <laughs> it turns out there's about two hundred dollars worth of marijuana products, no, uh-huh. <laughs> including <laughs> edibles, a lighter, and smoking apparatus. <laughs> the Dawson Creek Minor Hockey Association issued a statement explaining. Here's the explanation: the prize was meant for adults, not. Never where ch- the children were. <laughs> well, then why'd they give it to a kid for I guess a the prize youth hockey? Got, the prizes got mixed up or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but I guess in Canada, the adult hockey players compete for <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> is is marijuana legal in Canada? I think it has to be. I guess it is. It must be. It must be. I mean... <laughs> huh. You know, I... We never did a podcast about uh, drugs and marijuana and stuff like that. And I'm glad we didn't because over the past six months, I have completely changed my views on that. Because of what you've I mean, seen I, it, it do to people? Yeah, yeah. I... A short time ago, I was kind of liberal on the whole question, mm-hmm. and I am not anymore at all. I'm, I'm the exact opposite now. Yeah, and it was in a very short time that I saw what I saw, and it just completely changed me. Mm. So I'm glad we never talked about that. Yeah, but we will. Well, I've, I've, I kind of got to. I, I rely on you and Jason, and, and you know, and people to kind of try to form my own opinion about it because I don't even have a real reference, you know, for, for what it does. I'm not a user. Mm-hmm. I, I don't interact with a lot of people other than, you know, uh, that, that are like, you know, I don't know. I, I just, just a couple engineers that are weekend warriors or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, so I don't really know anything about mm-hmm. it. So I got to rely on you guys to, you know, so mm-hmm. anyway, Canada, uh, go to Canada, learn hockey, win some uh, marijuana. Win some weed. <laughs> win some weed. <laughs> so this, uh, 
Uh, next one up, California homeowner uses motion-activated sprinkler with, in quotes, impressive amount of pressure to thwart thieves. And so he's got this pickup truck s- to, set up. To squirt what? Thwart thieves. Oh, thwart the Oh, okay, cool. So he's got this pickup truck set up, and he's got this hose sprayer and, I guess, a motion sensor. And when somebody approaches to try to steal something, it, like, just, like... Blast to get them blasted. Like, it must be a like a pressure washer almost. But you know, you yeah. know, a pressure washer, it it's it's real high pressure at short distance. But um, right, you know, a few feet away, it's harmless. Uh, I think this is even. I, I don't know. This must be even stronger than that, or something. Maybe like a fire hose or something. <laughs> there's actually a video. It's pretty funny. The kid dri- rides up on a bike to try to. You know, he's presumably gonna certainly a ne'er-do-well and um yeah this thing kicks on and he just immediately turns around spins around and hightails it out (laughs) 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 thing is i don't know that it's even the water pressure that did it i i think he's kind of like yeah just scare the daylights out of you (laughs) (laughs) i would think that animals would set that thing off because that got a motion sensor outside our house Uh and the lights always going on when deer uh, walk through oh, the yard. Yeah. And sometimes owls set it off. Next up, uh, the headline is Count Binface to run for mayor of London. So there's this guy. He's in, I guess what you could call a knight's outfit. Honestly, it, I mean, it, to me, it looks like something out of Monte Carlo. The helmet of this knight's outfit is this like great big trash can um he's a self-proclaimed fearless space warrior who ran against uh boris johnson in the last general election he's now he's going to run for the mayor of london uh he ran against theresa may in 2017 under the alias lord buckethead He said that you know, London is the greatest city on the planet. I call it Earth Capital. As such, it needs people from outside Earth to pay its dues. I don't know why that would be. Is he claiming to be from outside of Earth? Uh, he calls himself a space hero. Uh, huh. No, a space warrior. Space warrior. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. What, what can you expect from a country who... Uh, requires you to get a license to watch TV. That's what I keep going back to when it comes to Britain. Yeah. You know the funny thing? I I know so little about politics in anywhere other than America. Yeah. I mean, I but I think if you if you go anywhere in the world and you say who's the president of the U.S., they would know uh, not just his name but a lot about oh, him. Oh, right, right. But um like if you asked me who's the uh leader of England or Europe or uh any other even Israel I couldn't tell you their name mm-hmm. when I hear the name I recognize it right but right um it's just funny that Americans we just don't care what's going on in the rest of the world but you but know? you know Russia right we're kind of like yeah. Okay, Putin. Yeah. See, I do know Putin. I mean, it's, it's still, 
you know, what what is the it two like? Superpowers like thirty are... years after the fall of the Berlin Wall, it's still you know the American president and you know the Russian uh, prime minister. Yeah, that's that's the only two people you really need to know if you're not American or Russian. <laughs> and we just don't care about England or who's leading yeah. it, except to the. The thing that's going on in America seems to be happening all over the world, though. It does. The the people who have been shouted down, the conservatives, mm-hmm. are 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 getting some backbone and, and starting yeah, to fight back. Yeah. The 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 real people are starting to push pat back against the fake people. Is how I see it. Yeah, and I I keep thinking. This is starting in America, and it's spreading, and I think it's going to spread to the church. And I think that's why that Pope nice. Francis dislikes America so much. That could be, yeah. Because the uh, traditional Latin movement really took in America, mm-hmm. and it's getting huge in America. And I think it's one of those things he wishes he could figure out a way to stop, and... I, yeah. I think something big is coming. I don't know what. I think but so too. At least I uh, hope. And it may involve some kind of schism in the church. Um, yeah. You know, who knows? It would be a very weird one if it were to happen right now because the people on the right side of the schism would also be, you know, the. It, the yeah. You know what I mean? Because ecclesiastically, the Pope is still the Pope. You know, so it, it's kind of a, right. an awkward kind of a thing to contemplate right now yeah all right it's, it's gonna get weird so anyway brits i you know they made fun of trump had that big baby trump balloon that you know but that, oh, that's yeah, fine I they can keep that. their bucket head and and bin face we'll keep trump and uh, be happy with yeah. that i'm happy with trump all right uh he's not off finding Next. aliens michigan man stabbed with samurai sword sword after not buying pot for his partner. So, okay, obviously we're talking about a gay couple here. And I guess the one didn't buy pot for the other, so the other stabbed him with a samurai sword. Which, I guess, kind of highlights the difference between being in a relationship with a gay guy and being in a relationship with a woman. Because if you don't buy pot for your woman, all she's going to do is stop talking to you. Or stop doing something else. Or stop doing something else. But, and that's enough. But if it's a gay guy, he's going to stab you with a samurai sword. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> Who? Which weapon uh, is more effective? The the sword uh, or the yeah the, or or the other thing? I think the other thing's more effective. I think so probably. And she won't go to jail for it. That's weird. Anyway, that's all I got. Okay. Well, I. Hopefully, we'll get together again Friday, mm-hmm. and we'll keep this going. Oh, and you know what? Hopefully, by then, you need to you need to reach it. out to Jason and and get him to commit to Friday. I will be out of state on Friday. Um, I'm going to Washington, uh, Vancouver, Washington, um, to see uh, our grandkids, and one of my grandkids is in a play um, at the high school there, so. I won't. All right. Available. If I can, I'll try to get Jason. Yeah. Uh, 
and see what happens, or someone else if I can't get Jason. Yeah, but lock but him in. Lock to... him in now. He's squirrely. He he he's hard to pin down and make yeah. commit to something. Meanwhile, I'll also get the web page fixed so yeah, that people can, can get that. see I us need again. To get, get my uh, my blog posts over to our. We'll get back on the wagon. Well, you've come. You come up with some cool pictures for these. I'm, I'm looking at the blog uh, posts that I have yeah, in there. They're all stock photos. Well, I know, but I, you know, it's like they're I, they're all free. The ones I have are free. Mm-hmm. I don't pay for them, but you can get even better ones by paying for them. Well, but, sure, but you know. It's, I don't even think, sometimes on, on, on the actual gristmill site, I, I come up with a picture, like on the, um, mm-hmm. Sandman one, I've got a picture of Nick Sandman and, and Bishop Foy's, um, yeah. side by side, which I actually took from LifeSite News, but I credited them. All right. Did you credit it? Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I credited them. It still might not mean anything. Still might be illegal. Well, okay, but it's just two pictures of them. It's not like a <laughs> painting or something like that. <laughs> all of my stuff is legal. You I make what? sure to if, if I they cover like all it, my bases. What I could do is I could I could put it as a link that actually goes and pulls it from their site every time. Yeah. Uh, but they would be honked off if I did that because then I'm increasing their throughput traffic that they pay bandwidth. for. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's well, actually, that's a thing. I, like when you run a website, that's one of the things you can do is to put blockers up to keep that from happening. Oh, okay. In case it happens a lot. Yeah. Like if you're suddenly drained of bandwidth because a real popular site is pulling your picture like that, mm, then you then you got ways to put a stop to right. it. Makes sense. All right. Well, uh, think about what we said, and hopefully someone will see you next week, and... Uh, circle and no the beads. matter what, circle the beads. Yeah, we need a lot of that. All right, thanks, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.